Hey, y'all. I'm Zio. I'm M. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you very much. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us on Patreon. We're on Patreon as Fic Fans with a Z. You should give us tons of money. W- or none. No pressure. Give us all. Anyway, enjoy the program. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fiction Fanatics. I'm your lovable host, Hamtaro. And I'm the fantastic Sailor Moon. And today we'll be talking about some people's favorite childhood block of the Cartoon Network TV channel, Toonami. Toonami. Specifically, we'll be talking about what is probably the most popular show to ever be on Toonami. So yeah, a show you can't think of with... Or, you can't think of Tsunami without thinking of the show. Like, everyone probably watched the show when they thought of Tsunami. Hell, even the marketing for Tsunami couldn't avoid the show. Of course, yeah. They basically never stopped playing the show in some way or one way or another. We're talking about Dragon Ball Z. Radical. So this is a continuation of our Carjun Network. We're giving you at least an extra episode. So that, that was a question I had. Hmm. So is it... Carjun or Cartjun? I don't know. I think I said Carjun. That's what I was kind of wondering. I was like, is it Cartjun or Carjun? I think it's Carjun because it's like replacing June tune with June. That's what I was wondering. That's that's how I think it is. It's Cart Carjun Network. Next Carjun will be nothing but Cars TV show. I mean, there's enough Mater's tunes we could do that. There we go. <laughs> we got next year planned out already. Anyway, uh, so like we said, this is going to be a look at Dragon Ball Z and the block it was on, Toonami. Toonami, because how could you forget about it? Toonami, as, uh, I guess first history, our history, uh, Toonami was the my favorite part of like staying over at someone's house, like my aunt or when I, my grandpa looked after me on a weekend, because it meant that I got to watch really cool action shows like at night when every when all the other stations had stopped playing cartoons back when they were just showing freaking nickelodeon at nick at night and disney channel was always well disney channel wasn't like disney channel barely had cartoons by the time that we were kids exactly they had they had switched mostly to decoms that's so raven yeah let's like build sit, a future yeah disney sitcoms and they're not terrible but god i'm a child I, cartoons. I wanted cartoons. Fuck people. I want animation. And so for us, it was Saturday night. It was after the time Cartoon Network would normally stop airing cartoons. And and it's where they'd start playing Toonami. Toonami and all your action animations from the East. It was so cool. So what about you? This, this, this block is probably what introduced me to most animes. My first anime... My very first anime ever watched. Can you guess it? Pokemon? Nope. Uh, Inuyasha? Nope. Dragon Ball? Nope. What? Sailor Moon. Okay. It was the first anime I ever watched. Nice. And I was a closet about it. I would watch that in so much secret. I used to love that damn show. That show was awesome. Every time I could. And I guess you hear it here, folks, is... First public confession. So I've seen Sailor Moon. I've seen Dragon Ball. I've seen Blue Dragon. I've seen Voltron. I've seen fucking The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Every anime you can think of. <laughs> it didn't just play anime, but it was what very much popularized anime for Westerners. And it wasn't the first block to have anime. Many of these shows have like were on at various things 
all over. I think Sailor Moon actually premiered on like uh, Fox Kids, if I'm right. That might be wrong. I have no idea. Anyway, but it is very much what popularized anime in the mainstream. This definitely opened the eyes up to most people. Mm-hmm. Or at least start. Or at least it was the drop. It was the butterfly flap that led to the weeb tsunami we know today. See, led to all the power level craze, all the death battles. Everybody, everybody. Let's talk about fighting and anime, and for better and for uh. <laughs> for better and for worse. And speaking of that, I guess history with the show we're talking about, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I didn't actually watch Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. I watched other things on Toonami, but I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. No, I watched it in 10-minute clips on the precursor of YouTube. Uh, that, like, A-video or whatever it was. Daily Motion. <laughs> it wasn't even Daily Motion. It was, like, A-video because it even had, like, the same red thing. And then I watched it on early Yu-Gi-Oh. Not Yu-Gi-Oh. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I watched early Yu-Gi-Oh on YouTube. <laughs> And so, like, I had a I had a friend, and we that's how we watched it. He introduced me to Dragon Ball, and then like we watched it entirely on illegal rips online. Remember, I had a friend back when I was back when I was in the wee age of two thousand and two. I had a friend who's like three fourths of his personality were just Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball facts. So I never watched the entirety of Dragon Ball Z. But, like, I've watched enough of it, and I've heard enough of it from him that I could say about every goddamn thing that happens in this fucking show. Yeah. And I've played enough of the damn games that, you know, you get the story. But, no, I have not sat down and watched all 250-some-odd episodes of Dragon Ball Z. I don't blame you. I'm sorry, hardcore fans out there. (laughs) So this is... So that's our backstory with it. Now let's go into our history section. The history of Toonami. So Toonami is an American late-night television program block that primarily broadcasts Japanese animation and occasionally American action animation. Such as Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Quest. The New Adventures of Johnny Quest. The New Adventures of Johnny Quest, which I mentioned earlier. Thundercats. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't all anime. No, but a lot of it was. The name is a portmanteau of the words cartoon and tsunami. Hmm. I never would have guessed that. Me neither. Uh, Toonami initially ran as a weekday afternoon block on Cartoon Network from ni- from 1997 until 2004, where it was then transitioned into a Saturday evening format. See, and I watched it enough to remember those days of when it had to transition to Saturday only. It was weird. And that was around the time Maguzi came around, isn't it? Yep. So I guess we were doing this out of order. We did a Cartoon Network original, and then we skipped forward to Maguzi, and now we're skipping back to Toonami. We're stepping... Feet backwards, from newest to oldest. We're doing what we, we're doing randomly. We're, we're we're throwing a dartboard at vague Cartoon Network shit and seeing, and that's what we review. The uh, so the, the Cartoon Network block was primarily aimed at children and teens aged nine to fifteen, and the block was known for showcasing action-oriented animation with heavy focus on Japan animation, and widely and which made anime widely popular with American audiences. And the whole motif was. Spaceship robot. It was really cool. It was it was hosted by a robot named Tom. Mostly. Mostly. He was a cool robot for most of his life. The first iteration was Moltar. Oh, oh I, I, I should have corrected myself. I forgot Moltar was the first iteration, the first host of Toonami. And, the thing, and yes, they've also changed hosts. So, and also, I don't, 
I can't 100% say. I don't know if, like, all the hosts are, like, the same thing, moved to a different body. So the implication or... is is that they are all... It's basically one series of robots that get upgraded as they go along. Like, before... Like, I think we're currently on Tom 5. Yeah, I believe so. And the first three Toms were, like... The first three Toms were, like, just basic upgrades to the previous model. And then we have Thomas the Tank Robot from the end of Toonami's life. Which Who everybody loved. Yeah. Nobody absolutely hated his design. And they uh, definitely didn't hate lo- hate that he was on Earth now. He's on Earth with two other jackhole robots. Yeah. It was great. Everyone loved it. No, I love how, like, whenever they changed, uh, changed quote-unquote, hosts... There was always, like, a big special. Like, when Molt... Okay, so Moltars wasn't a big one, but literally it was just, like, they put a robot into a cannon and they shot him into space. Like, all right, there's your new host. Bye. (laughs) But when Tom 1 died, and Tom 1 was just, like, this little chubby baby robot, he died from fighting, like, a blob monster in, like, this little miniseries that they aired. Uh Uh-huh. Then he turned to, like, like, a... I don't know, like, more of, like, a muscular man robot that looks like he'd be from, like... What was that one? Bomberman X or whatever. Uh-huh. I see what you mean. Oh, oh, we're actually on Tom 6 now. Yeah, we're on Tom 6, okay. I just looked it up. Because there's original cartoony Tom, and then we have knockoff Halo Tom, and then no, we have then we have Buffer Tom, then we have Tom Us, then we have Tom Came Back. And we have Good Tom again, thank God. And now we have even more knockoff Halo. I don't like his newest design now that I'm looking at all of them side by side. I'll, I I don't mind it. It's still better than Thomas the Damn Tank Engine. That's it's better, all I ask for. It's better for. than that. But like they, the, his visor now looks more like a human visor and not like a like a eyes big old mask with like, eyes. Yeah, so I still prefer like Thomas, Thomas. God damn it, Tom three. But that's just me. Yeah, I think Tom three is maybe my favorite. Now that I'm looking at all of them side by side. And the thing I loved about Toonami was is like it wasn't just like here's anime, go watch it. He, they'd also do, like, little anime reviews in between. Or, no, not anime, game reviews. Yeah. They'd talk, like, Mr. Mosquito or Dot Hack or whatever was coming out at the time. They and, did video game reviews. They did interviews. They did movie trailers. They did movie trailers. They even did, like, little interactions between, like, Tom and, like, his staff on the ship and stuff. Just, like, little, like, commercial filler stuff. Yeah. Actually felt like world building. And, like, he was a host. Yeah. And not just, like... A guy who popped up between commercials. Yeah. I really like how they gave him a personality, and as you can see, because people still love Toonami, that it stuck and people actually liked it. But yeah, Toonami had a major influence, and it's really cool. Love Toonami. And Tom, the Toonami, the Toonami Operation Module. Mm-hmm. Also, I was like, just think it's Tommy operating Moltar, because <laughs> he's just a replacement Moltar. <laughs> so now to talk about the show, Dragon Ball. Mm. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, specifically pronounced as Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Is a Japanese media franchise created by Akira Toriyama in 1984. The initial manga was written and illustrated by Toriyama, was serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump from 1984 to 1995. This manga became the basis of the anime series Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z even though they're just Dragon Ball in like, Japan in in the manga cuz even in Japan like Dragon Ball Z is called Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball was originally inspired by the classical 16th century Chinese novel Journey to the West combined with elements of Hong Kong martial arts films 
I get that. That that makes sense. I understand that. The series follows the adventure of protagonist Son Goku from his childhood through adulthood as he trains in martial arts. I miss Dragon Ball. Yeah, Dragon Ball. There is an argument to be made that well, that might actually be better of a wrap-up. We'll, we'll get into it. Maybe. Yes. Spoiler. I like Dragon Ball more. The manga was adapted into two anime series produced by Toei, uh, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, which together were broadcast in Japan from from 1986 to 1996. Additionally, the studio developed 20 animated feature films and three television specials, as well as two anime sequel series titled Dragon Ball GT and Dragon Ball Super. Which I wonder if they're ever going to bring back Super. Because they're still making the manga. Don't know. I guess it depends on if it's popular enough. I mean, there's Dragon Ball. I mean, most of the fans hated Super, but it's still Dragon Ball. Most of the fans hated GT, too. And yeah. that lasted longer. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> from 2009 to 2015, a revised version of Dragon Ball aired in Japan under the title Kai as a recut that follows the manga's original story more faithfully by removing a lot of the material that was made for the anime. The weekly filler. Yeah. Many companies have developed bunches, many types of merchandising based on these series, leading to a large... It's a giant franchise. Both animated and live-action trading card games, numerous action figures, several collections of soundtracks, and a bunch of video games. Yeah, we don't talk about the live-action. Dragon Ball has become one of the highest-grossing media franchises of all time, which makes... Yeah. It's 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 up there. It's, it's definitely up there. Easily. There's people that tattoo the shit on their bodies. Yeah. Since its release, Dragon Ball has become one of the most successful anime and manga series of all time. The manga sold in o- is sold in over 40 countries, and the anime is broadcast in more than 80. It is widely regarded as one of the most influential manga s- series ever made, with many popular manga artists citing Dragon Ball as a source of inspiration for their own now popular works. The anime, particularly Dragon Ball Z, is also highly popular around the world, and is considered one of the most influential in boosting the popularity of Japanese animation in the Western culture. I was gotta think of how many references, like in every, like in every anime, how many animes reference Dragon Ball at the least as yeah. a joke, as like a thing. Yeah, they. It is not. It's not a joke to say that a huge chunk of what we consider to be shonen tropes come from Dragon Ball, or at least were popularized by Dragon Ball. I mean, like, there's an there's I should use there's cartoons today that still reference Dragon Ball. It is from so, over here. It is so influential, and the pop and the massive popularity of Dragon Ball Z, especially here in the states, is the reason why anime is popular as it is now. It was just an open front door. It has considerable impact on global culture, referenced by and inspiring numerous artists, athletes, celebrities, filmmakers, musicians, and writers around the world. Everybody knows what this is. Everybody. This is right next to Mario and Jesus Christ. All right, so on to the voice cast. We have... For the, Engl- for for this, the English... We'll, we'll need to correct ourselves <laughs> twice here. For the English funny dub. Yeah. So, for those of you who are unaware, there are two English dubs of the early parts of Dragon Ball Z. The original Ocean dub, which was paid for by Saban, and then the Funimation dub. Well, now we need to recorrect you a third time. There's also the Big Green dub. I always forget about the Big Green dub. Fuck. The best dub. Anyway, there are me- there's like three English dubs. We're we're looking at the Funimation. We're looking dub. at probably the most famous one right next to Ocean Dub, who probably takes it on a second place. Uh, Ocean is meanier, but Funimation's is what most people watched and is probably the 
everyone it, recognizes. It's the better one. It's the better one. It's not as funny as how the other two, but it's the it's the better one. Yeah. It's the better quality over around. Yeah. <laughs> so our main boy, Son Goku, voiced by Sean Schemmel. We have Gohan, voiced by Stephanie Nadolny. Cynthia Kranz is Chi-Chi. A plethora of characters right here for Christopher R. Sabat. We got Pixelo. Pixelo. Piccolo. Yamcha. And Turtle. Really? I didn't know he played Turtle. Yeah, he played the boy, the man, the myth, the legend, the Turtle. We got Dang. John Bergmeier as Tien. Mike Farland with Master Roshi. Sonny Strait is Krillin. Fun fact, Sonny Strait was also one of the voice actors for Tom. Nice. Got Tiffany Vollmer as Bulma, Justin Cook as Raditz, and Chris Forbes as Lay Farmer. Farmer, best character in the franchise. Strongest character in the show. Only character to survive multiple mass extinctions and an and attack from a, a direct attack from a Saiyan. And still die. It's pretty sad you live all that just to get killed by Boo anyway. Right. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got to die eventually. Yeah, so on to our Sinano. Synopsis. Sinacolor. Z. So as we mentioned, we are watching the Funimation dub. So we don't get a very good theme song. Say, this isn't Rock the Dragon. Dragon, dragon, rock, 
or Chala Head Chala. Both of which are cool. It's just okay. It doesn't have any lyrics. I don't even know if it has a name. I don't think so. I tried really hard to look it up, but I did not find like a name for it. I I even looked it up, but I completely forgot who the uh, composer was for it. It's in the credits even, which is sad. So the opening music doesn't have like a name in the credits, but the opening music is composed by Dave Moran. I should know who that is. He made, I forgot what else he made, but yeah, that's that's all in the credits what it says about the opening music. Huh, weird. Anyway, so yeah, uh, comparatively, 
Chala Ekchala is way better, as is Rock the Dragon. But it's just serviceable. It's yeah. it's a it's an intro. We'll we'll play all three so you can pick for yourself. <laughs> also, uh, fun fact for anyone who gives a shit: uh, Rock the Dragon was composed by the same person who made every Power Rangers theme from Mighty Morphin to Wild Force. Got a lot of money. And he did a few others that were like scattered. I just know he did like all of them from here to here. See, that was the big one, right next to Rock the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so he did, he made Go Go Power Rangers. Uh, this is a pretty decent song. Just yeah. it's you know, a, you know. it, there's no lyrics, and it's like it's really good background music, but it's like almost too long to have no lyrics. It's just a little instrumental. Yeah, it's it's skippable. Yeah. Uh, and we go t- and we start with episode one, <laughs> a new threats. We open up on a weird pink emo ostrich farm, and we hear from the we have a narrator. The narrator only shows up like. In Four the... times in the franchise. See, he shows up at the very end of the episode to say, what will happen next time on Dragon Ball Z? But he only ever narrates the actual story, like, at in episode one, and, like, the end of Z, when they do that <laughs> skip forward that's kind of non-canon, but kind of canon. Anyway, up. So, yeah, uh, it's a pink ostrich farm. According to the narrator, five years have passed since the events of Dragon Ball. So the world's in peace. Piccolo hasn't fucked shit up anymore yet. Yeah. Koku and friends have defeated the evil Piccolo. I also love how no this series never acknowledges that he is Piccolo Jr. Nope. You should just know that from watching Dragon Ball. Because everybody watched Dragon Ball. Yeah, that's... You know, I bet there are Dragon Ball fans who have watched everything but the original Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, 100% can highly bet that. Because so many people were introduced to anime through Dragon Ball Z that they did. Some people don't even realize Dragon Ball exists. This, okay, this is gonna be a comparison that some people aren't gonna get along with, but I'm gonna fucking say it anyway. Because fuck all y'all. So, the people that accidentally stumbled into Dragon Ball Z and then didn't want tried to watch Dragon Ball and didn't like it are the same people that played Kingdom Hearts two and then had a hard time playing Kingdom Hearts one. I love that comparison. I do. I love it. I hope we might get a lot of shit for that, but I get it. Even though in this case it's backwards, where Dragon Ball is the better anime, but cough, cough. Anyway, uh, however, the narrator also mentions that in space, some weird orb thing is <gasps> flying towards Earth, coming towards the Earth. Meanwhile, we see Goku and his family. He has married Chi Chi, his his loving partner, wife, wife, from, we promised from, to marry in the original and they have a son and they're being all happy and shit. Goku's jumping through the trees and shit. Goku still shows he's stupid fucking strong still by basically karate chopping a tree and getting it perfectly cut and then carrying this giant ass tree on his shoulder. Like it's nothing. It's like a fucking redwood, like one of those redwoods you can drive through. It's like that big, which isn't so weird. Because the Dragon Ball world is, I, I'll mention a few other times, the Dragon Ball world is really kind of fun and unique at the beginning. I really wish Toriyama would have had more time or, like, the ability to world expand. Yeah. It's like, he's a great designer. He, he makes is. interesting, like, vehicles. He makes cool-ass animals. Yeah, he worked on Dragon Quest, but I don't care. I want Dragon Ball. He works on a lot of things. He worked on Blue Dragon. Yeah. Like, that's cool. 
visually it's cool. Uh, Story wise, it's it's yeah, it's a it's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, like I wish he could have expanded on the world better. But like, okay, a little bit of a rant I want to go on. Go for it. I really fucking hate about between Super and Z. Yeah, is how they just like genocide all of the animal people. Yeah, well, that happened a, b- a little bit before Super. I hate that because even in the middle and towards the end of Z, yeah, they just there stopped like, having animal people. There, there were just less animal people because here's here's the thing. The original Dragon Ball, like a third of the population, were animal people. Were animal people. The president of was a dog. <laughs> he was president dog, and he just stopped. They just all stopped appearing in like crowd shots because I guess they were too lazy or didn't have enough time to draw them. Well, see, at least in like the end of Z, there were still like some enemies and shit. Yeah, like there were still some enemies that were like animal people or like yeah, just rant. There's like one or two in the crowd. But now there's, like, none, unless it's, like, you know, a different universe. Then yeah. they show up as animal yeah. people. But, like, on Earth, in Universe 7, there's, like, no animal people. What the fuck? I was going to mention this earlier. I actually have a note about President Dog later in the thing. But I'm okay with talking about it now. The President Doberman? Fuck. Anyway, after we see Goku and his happy family, and Goku mentions how he needs to get going soon for the reunion, we then cut over to the most important character in Dragon Ball, Farmer with a Gun. Farmer with gun. He watches as this fireball falls from space and lands nearby. And craters the shit out of his farm. Aw, oh, jeez, I guess I'd better go investigate. Yeah. I'll grab him a pea shooter just in case. Gets in his little shitty Mitsubishi little rice truck. Also, I, I laughed really hard for some reason. Two-frame animation cracks me up because it's so fucking fast, but I love where he's going over a hill, and then two officers just freak out, and he just keeps driving. <laughs> it lasts for like a whole two frames, and... That high-speed animation just makes me chuckle. <laughs> so he, so Farmer gets to the crater and he sees the orb from space from earlier. Which is actually a pod. And the pod opens and an alien steps out who looks almost exactly like a human, but maybe slightly ta- buffer. I'd say it's more of a troll doll than a human. That, that's probably a fair comparison. Uh, then, the, then the alien from the orb floats. And he he's talking to he like asks the farmer, "Hey you, Earth creature, where is Kakarot?" Like what the hell's a Kakarot? Whatever. And then he uses a thing called a scouter, which is basically like a digital monocle over one eye. And bleep, 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 bleep. Okay, you're no threat. Your power level is only five. You have a lowly power level of five. But that doesn't include his gun, so he's actually probably stronger than. Now I a wouldn't five. say. He's stronger than five. The gun's stronger than five. Okay, I'll I'll make that concession. But he's wielding the gun, which and they and we see how like the scouter will sometimes combine power levels. Maybe the gun's power level is so high it couldn't quite read it. Also, it see the thing I hate. Like, okay, so this is a thing. So, Child Goku episode one of Dragon Ball takes a fucking nine millimeter. Or a 45 ACP to the head and doesn't get a scratch. Yeah. So this is going to do fucking nothing to Raditz. No. Like, if he fucking went goatsy and just let him shoot him straight in the ass, he'd probably just fucking eat it. Yeah. The farmer, in a panic, shoots this flying alien thing. And he just catches it. Yeah. He catches it and then throws it back. And unfortunately, he kills Gun! He kills him, as we think. Also, it goes through the gun snapping it in fucking half and going through the fucking engine Truck. brick. Yeah. So he threw this thing fucking harder than the fucking gun did. <laughs> so gun dies. So the gun is dead. Rip. But farmer, farmer lives. 
Farmer is presumed like dead, basically, because he's he's in the Family Guy death pose. But but he actually shows up multiple times <laughs> later in the series, which means he is like the only person who is not a main character to fight a Saiyan and live and, canonically and not fucking get murdered horribly. <laughs> Farmer with a gun is kind of unironically awesome. He has durability. He is the most powerful character in the DA universe. See, now here's the scary thing. So he survived the gunshot. I don't think he'd survive a punch. Yeah, no. I, I think he. I think Raz would have fucking turned him into a bloody mist if he, like, touched him. Yeah, that's probably fair. So he's got that going for him, at least. At least he's not a bloody mist. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway... Anyway, so after almost killing Farmer, the alien like looks around and his scouter finds a big power level. Beep, 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 beep. And so he flies in that direction to check out. Back with the Sun family, Gohan, Goku's son. Son Gohan. Son Gohan, Goku's son. Son Goku's son. Is lost in the forest and is crying. Because he is a child and lost in a forest. Because he is a fucking four-year-old in the middle of the woods. Alone. With a dragon ball on his head. Also, he has a tail. And tail, because Goku has a tail. Had. Had a tail. Sidebar. So, Dragon Balls. We should explain this. Because Dragon Ball Z just assumes you know what a Dragon Ball is. But if you were like many Americans... Like, what the fuck's a Dragon Ball? Dragon Balls are wish-granting orbs and are what the franchise is named after. If you collect all seven Dragon Balls, you get one wish from the magical dragon Shenron. For now, you get one wish. Yeah. Uh, later on, they sort of mod the dragon. They kind of axe the uh, immortality wish in exchange for three more wishes. No, it's only two. I thought Earth yeah, only it's three two. wishes, but yeah, you can't wish for immortality now. I know, that's fair. Yeah, they they, they axed the potential for immortality for two more wishes, yeah. so a total of three. Anyway, uh, this is, so like, Dragon Balls are pretty important. They are wish-granting orbs. They can give you almost anything. Not quite anything, but like quite a bit. However, this franchise will regularly kind of forget they exist. Just for plot convenience. Like, like so sometimes they can't use it because the Dragon Balls can only be used like once a year. They only be used once a year, and if Kami's alive. Uh-huh. If, if, like, the god who made them is alive. Yeah. God, quote-unquote. Kami. Uh, I know, but not everyone speaks Nihon like us. <laughs> no, but that's literally his name. I know. His, he named himself God. Yeah, I figured that one pretentious much. Yeah. Anyway, um, also, so yeah, have a single Dragon Ball is a very, very valuable because you can wish for anything. And Goku, just because he wants to, Put one of them on his child. Well, you see, when I was a child, I had a four-star Dragon Ball, and that was Grandpa's, so I figured I'd give it to my son by taping it to the top of his head. But, like, you didn't know if that did. Your grandfather wouldn't have given you the four-star Dragon Balls if he had known that it would bring, like, gun-toting maniacs to oh, you. And also, Goku, he didn't glue it to your fucking head. He put it in a box. He put it in a box and said, hey, this box is yours when I die. And you put it on a pillow in your doorless building. You've you've you you sewn it into Gohan's head. That bitch has like a divot, and you put hot glue in there so it would stick. Probably not even that. He probably took like honey from a tree. So, uh, like, 
like, I know you're super strong and you're pretty confident you can protect him, but I would still, like, if I, if I somehow had control of the Hope Diamond, I wouldn't pin the Hope Diamond on you my kid's You wouldn't walk backpack. around with, you wouldn't have your child walk around with the Hope Diamond with a big-ass sign saying, hey, look at this Hope Diamond? Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't, like, pin it to his backpack as, like, a little trinket like kids with buttons. Ah, ah you don't know how to have fun or fashion sense like Goku do. Anyway, uh, Gohan, who is lost in the forest alone, uh, we see that he's kind of a weakling. He's kind of a natural human four-year-old. Yeah. Okay. So with the tail. Yeah. Like. Okay. So I call him a weakling, but that's really only in like this show. He's a weakling. He is a normal child. He is a regular four-year-old child. However, it's hard not to compare him to his father, when at his age, Goku was bulletproof. And Dude. Gohan can't climb a tree. Goku is bulletproof. He could flip a car barely, like basically barehanded. He could kill dinosaurs and fish with his bare hands. And Gohan is incapable of climbing a tree. Gohan pisses himself when he sees a butterfly. So like, this is he is a normal child, but it is not. It makes him seem weaker than he is when you compare him to his father. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, Gohan is attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. Because those exist in this world. Yeah, another sidebar. The Dragon Ball world has, like, legit dinosaurs and a bunch of other, like, semi-extinct animals and mythical animals. Because? And it's really cool. Like, in Dragon Ball, it's really cool. But it's a lot like the animal people were, like... They just stop showing up. Yeah. Eventually, we just stop seeing pterodactyls flying through the air, and no one gets chased by a tyrannosaurus. No one sees a saber tooth anymore. Like it, 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 it goes on for a little bit into Z, but other than the movies, it's basically forgotten. <laughs> Up until like that one scene with don't <laughs> yeah, we can't forget Gohan in the movies. How Gohan has an unexplained pet dragon who's always been there. Who's always been there. Until he wasn't. So, yeah. yeah, we stop seeing dinosaurs after Cell threatens to blow up the world. Yeah. <laughs> the dinosaurs got into their spaceships and left. <laughs> they went to their bomb shelters, because that would help. Anyway, uh, the, the point we're saying is that as the Dragon Ball goes on, a lot of it gets a little less fun. A lot of it becomes... Okay, so the farther you go into Dragon Ball, the more of the Goku show it becomes. Yeah. It used to be, wow, what a cool, magical world. And now it's like, wow, Goku's white now. Wow, Goku's the main star and everyone else is his bitch? Awesome. Wow, I sure did love fucking Tien and Yamcha and all the other supporting cast. Are they useful here? No. Anyway, uh, the tiger doesn't really attack Gohan. He just kind of steals Gohan's hat. Yeah, I don't, like, okay, so Gohan plays dead. And, yeah, he just steals his hat. I think that Sabretooth never had any intention of hurting Go- Gohan. I just think he's like, he, I think he wanted to freak him out for fun. And then when he saw him playing dead, he's like, hey, that's a sweet hat. It's mine now. See, he's not actually a Sabretooth. He's a cat person who's just acting like a Sabretooth and just really wants the Dragon Ball. Uh, then Gohan falls off a cliff because he tries to chase after the tiger because it's like, give me back my hat. My daddy gave me that hat. Yeah, he's he went from worrying about being murdered by a, a Sabretooth tiger to... Hey, that fucker stole my hat. I'm going to chase it. Yeah. So then Gohan falls off a cliff, but luckily his tail catches him on a branch, so he doesn't die. He don't die. Not that he necessarily would have. Anyway, yeah. but uh, this is the point at which I stopped b- doing accurate notes, because then it's, I just have written, why is the Gohan bit been taken so long? 
This is the Gohan show. Oh, like I said, this builds character. This shows that Goku's a fucking terrible father. So the purpose of this scene shows that Goku is an absent-minded father and that Gohan is not quite as... I would say more about the first one, but yeah, that second part too. Not quite as battle-ready as Goku. However, the scenes with Gohan being lost and meandering in the woods take up 15 minutes. Like 10 to 15 minutes. I was going to say more, but yeah. Of this 22-minute show. But yeah, it's like, this this is just character building showing that Goku doesn't give a fuck. But it's not exactly the most, like, kick-ass, I'm going to get someone invested episode one. No, this is just like, oh, here's the sun. Here's some cheery music and some nice, bright, colored pictures oh no saber tooth oh, no. anyway uh this the scene takes way too long it's so poorly paced so we're just skipping until goku finds him it's a log ride waterfall goku's on the nimbus trying to find him goku finds him and anyway, goku saves his child and has gotten the hat back in the time we skipped he kicked he he kicked that tiger in his teeth he he, he didn't even have to he literally just goes yeah where's give me that fucking hat where's my son and it freaks out and runs away. Of course it did. He lives in the area. He knows about the G- the weird monkey man uh, who tears down trees and hunts boars with his fists. I see. Who would probably just eat you raw. So, finally, after Goku saves his tile- child and gives him his hat back, we cut back to the alien who flies over the city. And he's annoyed. Also, okay, uh, quick note about when he saves his child. So, Gohan falls off a waterfall but somehow is stuck on a branch like 30 feet above the waterfall. And he's like, how did you get here? I don't know, Goku. He's your son. You jump over fucking buildings when you were six. Yeah, it would be like, maybe he's not as battle-ready as you, but he is still your kid. Theoretically, he could be able to, you know, have your strength, you know. Or hell, like, you technically don't know how to fly, or you kind of know how to fly. I don't know. He doesn't know how to fly yet. Oh, oh, yeah, he doesn't learn until he, later. Yeah, until later in the show. So, like, you don't know how to fly yet, but theoretically, you could learn to fly. Because you've copied, like, every other technique the guy who uses flying to, has. So it's not like you couldn't learn, you just never bothered to because you had a magic cloud. Yeah, in your pure of heart and shit. Yeah, so he's like, how did you jump up here? Huh. Yeah, Goku is never the brightest. He gets dumber as the series goes on. It's but scary. It's but really he was scary. never bright. Anyway, back with the alien, he flies over the city, and he is annoyed. What? What's with everything? Everyone, Why are there people here? Everyone was supposed to be dead! <sighs> Damn it. <clears throat> and then we watch as the alien meets up with Piccolo Jr. Also, okay. Okay, so this is going to be spoilers. But I just want to make a note. I wonder if I should save it for later. So obviously Raditz came here expecting people to be dead, right? Yeah. Just make a note of that. Okay. Just make a note of that. I'm going to bring it up later. Okay. Uh, the alien asks Piccolo Jr. Because, I'm... yeah, he flies off into the mountains because Piccolo just likes to hang out in the mountains. Piccolo has been, like, training for his rematch with Son Goku, and then after he beats Son Goku, he'll take over the world. And then, like, he goes, like, hey, you, green thing, where's fuck is Kakarot? What the fuck's a Kakarot? And, like, Okay, fine. I guess I'll leave. Bye, green thing. I will say, though, like, it is funny, though, that, like, he goes, Piccolo goes, like, well, I'm not going to start with a fight with you. You came here, dipshit. It's like, 
Oh, well, I'm gonna fucking kill you anyway. Watch this. Fucking Piccolo hits him with a full fucking blast. Yeah, I killed him. Not a scratch. Like, yeah. Okay, like if you watch Dragon Ball and you just watch like the main antagonist hit this guy full force into a fucking thing, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. This guy means fucking business. Yeah, with the with the fucking background information of Dragon Ball Two Z, this is such a big fucking moment because it's like the biggest bad of Dragon Ball is about is worthless against the first bad of Z. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like with context, this is a big deal. But if you don't know jack shit, this is two kids fighting on the playground. Yeah, like yeah, literally, you're talking about fucking. Green guy who released every fucking murder and rapist from prison and upset the world government, attacking an alien and not doing a damn thing. Technically, Piccolo Jr. didn't do that. It's still him. It's close enough. They're both linked to Kami. <laughs> or, well, were, but... Sorry, it's just funny. Anyway, <clears throat> then the alien is like... is like uh, The alien, who we've mentioned his name a few times. I guess I could just say it. Piccolo? No. <laughs> no. Oh shit! Spoiler. Yeah, we're not supposed to know that Piccolo's an alien yet. He's, he's not a demon. He's a slug man. He's an alien slug man from the demon clan, or the dragon dragon clan. clan. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the no, no, no. Fuck, we fucked that. He's not a dragon. He's a warrior clan. Kami's from the dragon clan. But they're the same person. How yeah, can... they're from opposite clans though, because they're half of each other. But but they're the same person. <laughs> That's not how clans work. But Kami's the good one. Piccolo's the bad one. So obviously the warrior clan's the bad clan and the dragon clan's the good one. But Until it's not. <laughs> Whatever. Dragon Ball's silly and stupid and fun, but stupid. Whatever. Uh, Raditz, the alien who has not introduced himself yet, but we'll call him Raditz because everyone knows it's Raditz. Everyone knows it's Raditz. The big he's, widow's peak motherfucker. He's about to pull his double Sunday to kill Piccolo, and then he's like, oh, hey, another power level. Bye, bitch. Zoom. Also, I love... I Okay, so that's a stupid thing. So we call... Okay, we don't learn this because we don't get that far in the show, but he calls his attack double Sunday. Yeah. The problem with that is, though, is he raised one hand. Yeah. That was a single Sunday. Double Sunday is where he does it with... Both of his hands. No, see, see, here's the thing. This episode takes place on Sunday. So he only he already, needed no, one none, hand. So he did a triple Sunday. No, later it's it's <laughs> technically Tuesday because they traveled so far around the world that it's the next day over there. So it'd be Monday. Yeah. So You said Tuesday. You know what I mean. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever. Anyway, as fucking Raditz flies off, he starts talking to himself and we get some exposition from that. He talks about how we, the Saiyans, and Se- Se- Kakarot was sent off to this planet. To kill everyone. And they sent Kakarot to Earth as a baby. And that baby looks really familiar because we see a like a, fo- a, a mental image. A flashback, more or less. Of the, and the baby looks really familiar, but I don't know where I'd seen him before. Hmm. Anyway, episode two. Bam, bam, bam. Reunions. Raditz makes his way towards Kakarot. Wherever, whoever Kakarot is. Whoever Kakarot be. Meanwhile, Bulma makes it to Kame House for the f- friendly reunion. After five whole years of being apart, Kami, Turtle, and Kuririn all get back together with Bulma. No. Uh, 
First off, you called him Kami. God damn it. You called him Kami. I just did, didn't I? Fuck it's me. It's Roshi. It's Master Roshi at Kami's house. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. The, that's so funny. Why even is it Kami's house? I don't know. That. It's supposed to be like God's house because. But it's not Kami. It's Kame. It's because of the Kamehameha wave. It's Turtle House. Yeah. It's Turtle House. That See, that makes sense. <laughs> it's Turtle House. We're just stupid. So I didn't make that connection until just now. Holy shit. <laughs> Anyway, Balma makes it to Kame House for the reunion where she meets up with Master Roshi, Krillian, and Turtle. And Turtle. Who also mentions that Yamcha, her boyfriend, has been cheating on her. So she broke up with him. She so broke up with him. Yamcha is from the original series, but has no mention until later. Until a little bit later in the until show. Until after we get we to We talk that. about this. Yeah. Then Goku makes the Kame House. And everyone is shocked by the fact that Goku has a kid. See, a child? How old is he? He's four and a half, so yeah. They, I'm, I'm glad they made sure he was the right age. They didn't, like, just like, oh yeah, he's six. You know, before, you know, the world is safe and shit. We yeah. were just fucking. <laughs> but then after having some fun, uh, Goku and then the less talented martial artist after him suddenly sense an evil power rushing towards them. I wonder who it could be. You have one of two choices. There's only two evil people we, the audience, know about. There's the alien who has technically not been named, but we've been calling Raditz for some reason. And Monster Carrot. Monster Carrot will have his revenge! He came back from the moon. (laughs) Monster Carrot has been... Okay, okay, did he... They don't. I don't know if they ever confirmed this, but did he die when Roshi blew up? What? No, sorry. When Master Jackie Chun blew up the moon, did he die there, or was he just in space until the moon was put back? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> we... the funny thing would be is if he lived, they put him back on the moon, and Piccolo killed him by blowing up the moon again. <laughs> That would be the better option. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. That would be the better of the two. I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> that's one of the most genuine laughs I've had. Uh, I almost did that thing where I started coughing. You know, uh, like really. Yeah, yeah, when you really laugh. No, I, I like that headcanon. Okay, yeah. So, Piccolo murdered him. Later. Not right now, though. Yeah. He's still a possibility. Anyway. So, um, it's 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 Raditz. Uh, he calls Goku Kakarot, and he explains that Goku was sent as a baby to destroy this planet. And we see that the alien slash Raditz has a tail, like <sighs> Goku used to. Uh, yeah, Goku used to have, but not anymore. Uh, because of reasons in Dragon Ball. Funny story, actually. So the reason why Goku doesn't have his tail is because Kami, God, did him a favor and got rid of it. Yeah. A.K.A. Toriyama fucking hates drawing tails, so he rid it out of the story. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. In an interview, he mentions it. He's like, yeah, I just got tired of writing ta- of showing tails, so I just pop. I also love his reasoning for his characters getting power-ups later. In that he w- the the power ups changed their hair color because he was tired of inking in black hair. It sped shit up. 
I appreciate it. I appreciate how honest he is with that. Some some writers would try to bullshit that. Yeah, they would just like lie straight to your face, like, yeah, it was a really deep inspirational thing I had. No, he's day. like, nah, my hand was cramping, so I just decided. Yeah, I want to save $10, so we stopped inking that part. Yeah, so like, Saiyans are born with tails. By the way, they're Saiyans. Yeah, they're Saiyans. Uh, uh, Goku used to be a Saiyan. A uh, little background on Saiyan tails that we know from Dragon Ball. Uh, if you grab a Saiyan's tail who still has one, they instantly become powerless. Ugh. And if a Saiyan with a tail looks at the moon, they turn into King Kong. They turn into Uzurus, which are just giant apes. Which are actually monkeys because they have yeah, tails. they have tails, so they're monkeys. Also, by the way, this is funny. I have to mention it. You Goku, when he was a kid and had still a tail, trained to not be immobilized from his tail being grabbed. Yeah. So... Why wouldn't you just teach everybody that technique if your whole fucking planet has that weakness? What if he was the first person to figure out how to do it? That'd be fucking stupid. He's the first Saiyan with no knowledge of what Saiyanism is. Just was like, my tail's a weakness. I wonder if I can train myself so it doesn't work. And then it works. Everyone on the planet Vegeta is a fucking moron. I mean... Everything we know about the planet Majida kind of implies that they were morons, except for Bardock, the brilliant scientist. I would say, you gotta give Goku some, like, some credit. His father was a brilliant scientist. And Goku is a genius at fighting, and that was an extension of fighting. fighting. So, like... <laughs> so, yes. So, also, yeah, I wanted to mention this, but I waited until now. So, Raditz mentions that the planet was so weak that Goku is a baby, and a year or maybe two at most would kill everyone on this planet. Yep. Goku's 25. Yeah. What the fuck was he supposed to do in the 23 other years besides just hang out on a dead planet and probably starve to fuck to death? Well, he was supposed to kill all living life. He could probably still leave some fruit trees for himself. They just turned to a fucking vegan. <laughs> He wouldn't get enough protein to keep his muscles. Exactly. It's like, so he's supposed to stay on this dead planet for 23 fucking years. Well, originally they were going to come sooner, but then the, uh, as Raditz explains, uh, they had a problem with planet Vegeta. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, uh, Goku apparently, as a baby, lost his baby memories, and that's why he's not evil. Also, he's a giant fucking prick in the beginning, because, you know, Saiyans are bad. Ba Saiyans are like born with a predisposition to be douches Just and aggro. Kill everything. But then, as a baby, uh, Goku fell down a ravine and bumped his head. And then, when he woke up, he was nice. Yeah, Grandpa Gohan then had a happy little baby to take care of until he got ripped to shreds by a fucking giant gorilla Goku. So, a so like we get he's officially introduces himself as Raditz. He's from the planet Vegeta, and he's Goku's big brother. Also, goddammit, side note. Go for it. I fucking, this part pissed me off. So, for some fucking reason, when Gohan's around Master Roshi and Kuririn and Bulma, they make the note of saying, hey, Goku, has Gohan ever, I don't know, looked at a full moon? Oh, no, we go to bed early enough. Why? Like, you fucking idiots. He doesn't know. That's, That's why I mean, like, why the fuck wouldn't you tell him? They, okay, so originally no one told Goku that he could turn into a giant monkey because then he would realize that him turning into a monkey is what killed his grandpa. But now that he's an adult, they should probably tell him, and they never do. He just figures it out later because he's fighting a Saiyan who goes monkey, and he's like, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm a, a Saiyan. Saiyan. I had a tail. 
Oh. oh no, I killed Grandpa. There's three fucking things that pissed me off about that. One, he doesn't have a fucking tail. Two, he confronted his grandpa in the afterlife and fucking like had a heart to heart with him. And that part doesn't come the fuck up. And three, why the fuck wouldn't you fucking tell him? He's not a fucking adult. I think he'd get over it by now. Yeah, like you could have told, what was it, like six, age 16 Goku? You could tell Chi-Chi like, hey, don't show your son the moon unless you want to, you know, have your face ripped the fuck off. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Anyway, uh, Raditz, Raditz, after going like, yeah, you were sent here as a baby and we sent babies all over. Uh, while you were gone, our planet blew up from a random meteor. Yeah, a random meteor came and destroyed planet Vegeta. Destroyed this planet of massively powerful warriors in one boost. Even though we all have the ability to shoot lasers from our hands, we couldn't stop a meteor. It is weird. Also, and- we're spread out across countless planets already. Also, uh, only four of us are left. Somehow, only four well... people worked on... Well, uh, <laughs> canonically, <laughs> only six Saiyans, seven Saiyans, <laughs> existed at this point. If you include Vegeta's brother and super characters. And Turtles. Turtles is not canon. Or is he? They'll make they'll make a fucking episode or some shit. They did it with Frieza and spoiler Cell. Yeah. <laughs> what, and what? Broly. Yeah, yeah. And any fucking way. So he's like, yeah. There's only four of us left, including you. Not including the, I guess, three other people we don't know about, but technically exist at this point. The but future did... writing. Things characters who have yet to be written, but technically would exist in this era. So yeah. There's four of us, including you, Goku. By the way, you're joining us to help, like, retake over the universe or whatever, or else I'm going to take Gohan. So here's a uh, here, here's a uh, bargaining chip. Kill 100 people and put them right here and you join me, or I just kill everybody. And your son. And your son. Or you can kill these 100 people, join me, and then kill everybody else, too. Yeah. So either everybody dies, 100 people and then everybody dies, yes. or I kill you and everybody. <laughs> And then I take your son and, like, train him to be the ultimate Saiyan warrior. Or I just kill him, too. Yeah. Because he's, he's fucking loud and annoying. And that's the end of episode, too. Also, I, two things that are funny in this episode. Krillin gets bitch slapped so hard by a tail he goes through a house. Yeah. And two, Raditz hits Goku so fucking hard he can't get off his back. Yeah. It's just like a single gut punch and Goku is just, like, writhing on the ground in pain. And once again, if you watch Dragon Ball... That's impressive. That has more force than, like, bazookas and tank shells. Because Goku has been shot with bazookas and tank shells. Goku has literally been, like, paralyzed in, like, every part of his body, yet will still fight. That fucker has been attacked by a weapon that was strong enough to destroy the goddamn moon! And he just ate it. And he just fucking ate it from a single punch. There's a lot of things about early Z that make more sense in context of it being a continuation of Dragon Ball and not just in its own thing. And see, I love, like, shit like this in retrospect, like, always makes me laugh when people laugh at, like, Yamcha or Raditz for being weak. Yeah. I'm like, we literally just watched Krillin, like, bounce a rock on the ocean for, like, a good mile. Goku throws pebbles across the world before the fucking Saiyan arc. Yeah. Like, this is before we see any of the major training that Z is known for. Goku literally throws a rock over the horizon. 
like trying to skip a rock by accident. I don't even think he mean to do, meant to do that. Like, yeah, he doesn't skip skip that stone so much as it sort of sails above the water, occasionally breaking through waves that break up. Yeah, it goes through the waves. It doesn't skip off of them. Like, and this guy's power level is three hundred. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Okay. So, episode three, Unlikely Alliance. Gee, I wonder what this episode's about. Hmm, I think it's about Alliance that was actually likely. So, it's like, Goku is like, I have to go after Raditz, save my son! But he's like so badly hurt, he's like still writhing on the ground in pain. He's barely crawling, he's more like slithering. And so they're like, Goku, he's way too strong, we can't just go after him. You can't take him on by yourself, especially. That'd be suicide. Yeah, so here's what we'll do. We'll grab Raditz's tail, and that will disable him. But we'll come along with you. But Krillin, if you die, you're fucked. We already wished you back, you and Roshi. Yeah, it turns out the Dragon Balls have a few conditions on them. And one of those conditions is you're not allowed to make the exact same wish twice. And you can only bring back one person at a time. You can't just say, I wish everybody in the planet was restored. So, yet. if you had already used the Dragon Balls to, say, revive Krillin and Master Roshi... You couldn't bring them back again. Say, for example, say Currently. you really wanted a Jimmy John's foot long. You couldn't have two of them. Yeah, you could wish it, and then next year if you tried, he'd go like, Bitch, you asked for that last year. Go away. You can't have the turkey long sandwich at Jimmy John's. It has to be from Quiznos. And then your day's just ruined. Exactly. Who wants a Quiznos sub? I'd rather wish... You know what would be a better wish than wishing for a Quiznos sub? I, I would wish that Long John Silver's was the most popular fish store in the United States. Instead of a mostly defunct restaurant. That's what I'd wish for above a Quiznos sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I, if, if, if I was giving the choice of eating a single Quiznos or reviving one of the worst restaurants in the country, I would pick the worst restaurant in the country. It's the lesser of the two evils, really. Yeah, I wouldn't have to go there. It'd be other people who would suffer for having to work and eat at Jimmy John. Not Jimmy John's. Uh, I mean, that's hell, too, <laughs> yes, but uh, beside the point. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so Goku's like, listen, I can't risk you guys because if you die, you die. You're fucking dead. We have, we can revive everyone once with Earth Dragon, I mean, the Dragon Balls. I say, I'm glad that's not a problem that happens later in the show. Cough, cough. So, so he goes, goes like, I'm going to attack them head on. And then Piccolo shows up and makes an unlikely alliance yeah. with Goku. Piccolo is just like floating in the midair watching this whole thing go by. He's like, yeah, I saw your son got kidnapped. I didn't couldn't give a fuck less about him. But if this stupid son of a bitch takes over the planet and kills anybody, what about me? What am I going to do? I can't beat him by myself. You can't beat him by myself. So By guess yourself? what? If both of us fight him, maybe. Let's be real here. We're the two strongest people on this rock, and if we two together can't do it, no one can. Also, I don't understand. Okay, this is the thing I also don't understand is they're right there, and they make it a point to make it only Goku and only Piccolo. Why not have Krillin come with you? Because they don't want to risk his life. Fuck him. Wait, has Tien been revived by the Dragon Balls yet? See, that's what I was thinking. I don't remember. Like, I'm pretty sure... Shit, I think they have. I'm trying to think of a fighter who would be mildly useful who has yet to be revived. 
Chiaotzu has has already been revived. Yep, yep. And Yamcha has already been revived. Maybe Bulma should go with a gun. <laughs> we haven't brought her back yet. <laughs> they can use Chi Chi. <laughs> they get the Bull King. I say they use fucking Ox King. Ox King. <laughs> yeah, they use Ox King. He can cut him up really good. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I just realized if they didn't as kill as... Monster Carrot, if mo- if they hadn't, they no. Remember, he's according to our canon. Monster Carrot's alive. Yeah, exactly. So, so Goku goes, goes up to the moon with his power pole, grabs Monster Carrot, brings down, like, okay, if you can help us, we'll let you back to Earth. You'll be you'll be on probation, but you'll be here. Well, see, okay, that's the thing. I think Monster Carrot's back on Earth because he had to, so his punishment for being on the moon was he had to make enough mochi for everybody in the world. Uh-huh. That's a lot of fucking mochi. So. That is a lot of fucking So if he cuts that in half, I think that's good, you know probation yeah I, I would agree with that you only have to make enough for half the world and then it... then you're back on earth how about it <laughs> then clap clap turns rats into a carrot bada bing everyone wins everyone, everyone wins. wins and then Beerus shows up anyway so piccolo and goku with their unlikely alliance but not quite unlikely enough to get the true master carrot go off to rush off say so the Yoshi and Goku fly towards Raditz. Back with Raditz. Uh, they're back. He and Gohan are back at Raditz's pod. And, like, Gohan is crying loudly and annoyingly. And so Raditz, like, realizing that he doesn't really want to hurt this kid because having a half Saiyan is better than a no Saiyan. Than a dead Saiyan. So he throws him in his pod to muffle the noise. That's another thing. If he was planning on taking Goku with him, that pod is not like big enough for two, two grown men to fit in really what i like to think and this is just like bullshit like thinking they have houses and fucking capsules so yeah. like i could see like aliens of course have something better than that right except for like they don't yeah exactly that's what it's like in my head they'd probably just figure some bullshit like it's like goku just goes yeah you know what fuck these people beep, 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 beep. <laughs> So, oh yes, my second fucking capsule pod. Here you go, Goku. Let's go fuck shit up now. Bye, world. But no, also I love, I love how Gohan's a crying baby and like hides behind the Mitsubishi farmer truck. Yeah. And then as a show of force, Radish picks it up by the engine block and turns it into fucking dust. It's like I need to intimidate this already frightened child. Destroy truck. Turn fucking atomize this truck with my bare hand. Act like we're Top Gear and trying to wreck the new Toyotas. And so, what does Gohan do after he just watched this guy turn this fucking two-ton fucking truck into fucking nothing? Screams just as loudly and starts crying again. Of course, he's four years old. He was crying because he's scared. He's not less. Is is he's more scared now? He's more piss in his pants. And so Raditz is like, oh, kid, shut up, and shoves him in his pod to muffle the noise. Only muffle. It's still pretty loud. Also, another side point. In the last episode, we cut back to Chi-Chi back at home looking at Gohan's homework. This fucker's four and a half. Yeah. And he's studying geometry. Yeah. His private teaching from his mother is so fucking OP and is, like, ridiculous. That's insane. Like, that's abusive learning. Holy shit. Right? Like, this motherfucker should be learning the alphabet. Not goddamn the fucking long fucking division. We don't need Pythagorean's theorem. Yeah. (laughs) Not at four and a half. Goddamn. 
And she's like, you know, I think you'll be a scientist. Yeah. I'll beat into his ass. Uh, with Raditz. With Raditz, like, after muffling Gohan, he's like, hey, I wonder what's going on. He tries to scout her around. And first he, like, looks at Gohan and he's like, that can't be right. 750? What the fucking piece of shit? This thing must be broken, because this child cannot have 750. That'd be stupid. Unless his name was Broly. That then it makes stupid. sense. He doesn't even have vaguely blue hair. Come on. And then he, like, looks around again, and, like, he sees the combined power level of Goku, of Piccolo and Goku. <gasps> 650? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, no. no, no. It's 330 and 320. Hmm. The big one must be Goku, right? Kakarot. Yeah. Hmm. Wait a minute. If that's it, correct. And then he looks back to wait Gohan. Wait a minute. 720? Huh. It's like, wait a minute, if this is correct with their power levels, that means it's correct with child's power levels. Nah. That's weird. I'm just going to ignore that. Also, another little side fact that's kind of funny. So, in between waiting for uh, the Yoshi and fucking Goku to show up, Raditz eats a whole animal, Yeah. and he makes a note of, eh, next time I think I'll cook it. He ate the whole fucking thing raw. Holy shit. And then he had like three or four fruits to chase it. So also, that's like, also like, you'd ha- you'd have enough time to at least like gather like a team of people. Like, yeah, so if they die, if you two die, the world's fucked. Yeah, right? Like, oh yeah, the only the two of us should go because if we die, the dragon, oh yeah, he's going to kill everyone if we die. Wait oh, yeah. a minute. I just realized someone who hasn't died yet but could be useful. Mr. Popo? No. He's, he, I mean, he overpowered the shit out of him. The fat man himself? Yeah. Yajirobe? Yajirobe is, uh, has not died, I don't think. Yeah, he, he's, he'd be useful for, for a different Saiyan fight in the future. Fine. We'll keep him in reserve. Keep him in reserve. Yeah, Mr. Popo's too OP. Can't have him. Uh, Kami won't, because he's a cowardly old man. Because he's a, he's a god and he can't come to Earth for some reason. See, he refuses to get directly involved with fights until much later. Much later. Much later. There's no other characters. They couldn't definitely use all the other characters. Nope. It's these two or everyone dies. I don't really get that logic. I really don't, just personally. They could have asked for help from the current Tenkaichi champion. Because he is currently the champion. champion. Bum, bum, bum. Mr. Satan! Hercule himself. Actually, he wasn't the Tenkaichi Budokai till next year. <laughs> I'm waiting, wait. There's gonna be some fucking, like, correction in the goddamn. I thought he was, like, for two years. I have no fuck. Like, that's why I said, like, in, like, the comments, it's gonna be like, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It right? doesn't happen until halfway through the Freezes Shaggy. Anyway, uh, Goku and Piccolo get there, and they're like, that fucker has that machine, there's no point in sneaking up, so let's just show up and attack. Yeah, I'm so glad Piccolo says that. He's like, yeah, he's a he has a scar that like, can see our power. We can't sneak up on him. He's like, but what if we try... No, Goku, I just said it wouldn't work. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then uh, both Goku and Piccolo start stripping for the fight. Ah, nudity makes you stronger on this planet, I see. Yeah, so both of them are wearing fucking, like... Weighted uh, clothing. Yeah. Also, uh, Raditz implies, at least in the dub, this might be different for not the dub, but he implies in the Funimation dub that when they take their clothes off, their power level rises at least a little bit. He's a smidgen. And it really... Okay, so part of the joke of power levels is that they don't fucking matter. 
That is the bit. That is the reason power levels exist in Dragon Balls as a franchise. However, I have to wonder how it's measured that taking off a weighted shirt would actually affect it, even in a minor way. I mean, like, would weighted clothing be, like, just, like, a restraint? Like, you have... If, I, if I'm lifting a box, does that make my power level lower? Because you're lifting a box and exerting your force? Yeah. Or... Is that what it's measuring? Is it measuring, like, your internal, like, energy? And you're exerting energy, so it's lower? Uh, can it measure my, like, muscles? Like, it, can it, like, physically x-ray me and decide, yep, those muscles are that tough. That's your power level. Yep, that's level. it. Like, it's such a weird thing. Like, power levels are bullshit. That power is, levels are bullshit. Yeah, is... everyone fucking, or I shouldn't say everyone, a lot of fucking people like to use them. Yeah, but, like, power levels are bullshit. They were created to be bullshit. But occasionally, things like this go in, like, well, if they exist, how are they measured? Like, right? There has to be some sort of method to the madness. Like, a barometer, it measures the humidity in the air, and it does so through a scientific means I don't understand. Power levels. Power. Yeah, it's your power. Does it check your internal power? Is your internal power affected by how much force you're using externally? Also, spoiler alert, they figure out a way to hide their power levels later in the show. Yeah. How the fuck? Yeah. Like, what? What do they just, like, make a little orb of energy around them that looks like the energy around them see because like it's it's like they're in a fucking it's like they're chroma keyed out and they just have this orb of energy that's green because it can't it can't be your key because well here's the thing though is if it was key yeah you could lower and razor it razor it raise it like because you know you raise key by charging it up and shit yeah the problem though is the androids have unlimited base key yeah so they would just be one power level wouldn't they theoretically or am I wrong? I don't Someone know. Someone in the comments. If more than five people watch this. Anyway, uh, Raditz is unperturbed by this minor increase of power level. And then the fight starts? It's... Question mark? <laughs> Almost. I guess. <laughs> like, uh, Goku and Piccolo take fighting stances. And then, like, Raditz shoots a warning shot just to show... Bitch, look how strong I am. I'm going to kill you easily. And then they're stunned for like two minutes. And then the credits roll, and that's the end of episode three. Yeah, boy. Which is also the end of our review of Dragon Ball. So we stopped at the perfect spot. Dragon Ball... Okay, so the cultural impact of Dragon Ball cannot be overstated. However, this show is so fucking poorly paced, it is maddening. There is a lot of... Like... A lot of it is just like, oh god, we don't have what we need yet. Just stall. Stall. So stall till the next issue comes out. Lots of people give crap to Kai for cutting too much, and there is an argument to be made there. But I would still say that Kai is overall the better product because it removes so much just nothing. I would say I like Kai, but I still prefer the music in the uh, dubbing from Z. Kai has its problems, but I think that if you were going to be cruel enough to drop someone and tell them they had to watch the entire show, I would let them watch Kai. Is kind of how I feel. Yeah. Because overall, it is just a better product. Like, I love Dragon Ball Z, classic, as a nostalgic... I will say Z has Z has one less problem that Kai does. It didn't plagiarize his music. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, that was shitty. Um, again, Kai is not perfect. Kai has its flaws, too. I just think it has less than classic. The only reason to watch the classic Dragon Ball Z oh, 
like watch Dragon Ball. It's flawed, but overall a fun and inventive show. Oh, it's it's got way better writing. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. I would never tell someone to go watch Dragon Ball Z. I would say I wouldn't tell someone to watch every single last episode of Z, unless you just you just have fucking time to fucking burn and you just want to waste your life. We are three episodes in, and we have yet to see a, a fight. <laughs> this is a martial arts anime. We are three episodes in, and the majority of those episodes have been teasing the villain, and Go- Gohan like lost in a forest, and then everything else has been nothing. There has been nothing else. Everything else has been fluff. Fluff. Nothing. Yeah. If we were watching Dragon Ball, we wouldn't have this problem. We'd have, like, four fights by now. Right? Or at least, like, a few action scenes or something. I Why should I care about Raditz as a big bad? He hasn't done anything. He didn't even kill Farmer. He just knocks him out by blowing up his gun. He punched Goku very hard, stole his son, and also tanked the shot from Piccolo. Like, yes, he's made himself a threat. But he hasn't done anything evil. He hasn't like, done anything yet. I mean, he's still a child. Other than, like, comparatively. We've had world-ending <laughs> threats at this point in the franchise. Yes. So, like... It's like, this guy is just fucking around in comparison. Yeah. And I'm not saying Raditz isn't dangerous. I'm just saying he doesn't feel dangerous when it's taken three episodes of nothing just to show that he's on Earth and not doing anything. Right. He's on Earth. He's like, yep, I'm gonna kill everybody. Just the, give me enough episodes. The pacing of Dragon Ball Z is atrocious across the board. It is there is crazy. so much filler in every single episode. There is a reason why there is a reason why there's a joke later on that a fight that's takes that's supposed to be the world's going to end in 10 minutes <laughs> and and the actual amount of episode time we get is like 25 where that fight's still going and the world hasn't blown the fuck up. Yeah, even in content, even in context it's so like yeah, if you did this about as fast as humanly possible, it's still like forty minutes. Yeah, it, there again, you cannot overstate how the popularity of this show has influenced culture worldwide. It has its moments. It has it has its things. It has brilliant moments, but overall, I don't like Dragon Ball Z. So I like Dragon Ball Z. It's a good concept. It has good performance. It has good characters. It has good music. Yes, the pacing's bad. But if we're going to, like, kill something off one bad execution, oh, God, you ain't going to like shit. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I like, I actually like a lot of the fan content around Dragon Ball Z because it tends to fix a lot of the problems it has. I mean, yeah. Like a bridge. Like a bridge. A bridge has better character than this show does. I mean, coming from the guy who hasn't watched all the show. I've watched the show. You watch all of Z? Yeah. You just told me you didn't. No, I said I watched it all online in 10 minute segments hmm i did it was forever ago like when i was seven but i did watch at least most of it the majority of it we'll leave it out of that (laughs) but yes like i wouldn't say this is a god tier show but i still say i like the show i don't know i can't stand to watch it really like, I, I was able to bear through it for this, but I think if I watched another five episodes, I'd go crazy. Right. Like, I it, couldn't sit and watch the whole show in, like, a year. So, this show is, I think, I have a soft spot for it in a nostalgic part of my soul. 
Like, if this came out today, this would not be as loved as it was. No. There's just so much better. There's so much better. There's also quite a bit worse, though. It's a product of its time. I at least don't have... I, at the very least, like, as much as I am giving crap to the show, I will say that it is far from the worst anime I have watched. I will I will show. say from an execution being poorly executed, it is kind of funny you're a Sonic fan. Well, also to be fair, the Sonic anime, the Sonic content that isn't games is amazing. It is for the most part. It's either actually fun or like hilariously bad. And this, this is somewhere in between. Yeah, like in most of the games, I even still will defend quite a few of them. Not all. There are some I will throw <laughs> into the bus. Like fuck, goddamn, fuck Unleashed, uh, fuck uh, Sonic Forces. Oh, come on. Unleashed was so cool. Okay, so I, I something that I thought was hilarious. I had the Wii version of Sonic Unleashed, which is the worst version because it had like two-thirds. Like, it removed a third of the content, but it only reviewed the daytime segments of that oh, content. Oh, God. So it had like way more Werehog versions, and I hated it. And then I played the normal version, and I still hated it. Like, people said, oh, you, if you played the Wii version, then at least the daytime segments and, like, regular Unleashed, and I played it, and it's like, no. No, this still awful. sucks. Yeah. Uh, but Unleashed can eat my ass. I'll, I'll defend shit. Sonic 06 a little bit, even. Like, as much as people like to malign that game, I will not say it's a good game. I will say that it could have been a great game. It could have been a game. It could have been a game, like, compared to some things which can't, don't even have that. I mean, concerning the silver fight. Oh, that silver fight is so bad so bad uh, like I, again i will defend it i'm not even gonna say it's a good game but i will defend it that it's not the worst game ever made as it's not the worst thing ever made like some people like to say it is it's pretty bad but it's not that it's not vampire rain and i feel that i feel the same way a lot about dragon ball z actually where it's like it's not the worst thing it's ever. not the worst thing ever i mean god damn it it's not demon souls oh my god but it's still a flawed if not culturally important show what was Demon Souls? Not Demon Souls. Fuck Demon Slayer. Demon Souls is the oh okay. Soul yeah, you I fucked it. I was like Demon Slayer. Yeah, I yeah. Up. <sighs> Demon Slayer. It's way better than Demon Slayer. <laughs> I didn't want to like murder. I, I didn't want to fucking cut your eyeballs out watching Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I've like there are way worse fucking things than Dragon Ball Z, but but there's also gotta be better at this point. Okay, okay, time for bullshit reviews. Unless we have anything else to say. I would give this five Screaming Goku episodes out of ten. <laughs> Not of heart. Well, it's more like, yeah, I ain't doing that. Yeah, if if we do that, we need to like step away from the microphone so we don't kill the people listening to us. And I say, I need to do it somewhere where it won't rattle your neighbor's house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I give this episode... A Super Saiyan Super Vegeta out of a potential... Super Saiyan God 2 Ultra Super Saiyan? Yes. Out of six? Yes, that's that's fine. <laughs> that that sounds about right. Where it's, it's cool, but I don't... I that's don't the next season. <laughs> anyway, uh, this has been an episode of our Car June Network Ooh. mini-series. Hooray! Yay! Uh, we might have one more episode or we might not. It depends on how schedules end up. We shall see. We shall see how things goes. Life is difficult. We're already giving you one bonus episode, but you might get two. Who knows? We'll find out. Life is amazing. It's scary. This is the part of the podcast where we shill. 
We have a Twitter at Fiction Fanatics with a Z. Come check us out. We have a Patreon at Thick Fans with a Z. We also have a Bias at Coffee at Thick Fans with a Z. And tell your neighbor, tell your friends, tell your dog. Tell that weeb who lives in his basement and only rewatches Dragon Ball fights so he can prove to others how much better this show is than anyone else. Tell all your Dragon Ball fans so they can fucking send us death threats on Twitter. Exactly. Uh, we're available on all major podcast platforms, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and many others. And that should be it. Yeah, uh, this has been fun to talk about. We hope you had fun listening to it. Have a good one. Adios. Peace.